Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Frank Film Club. I'm Maisie Williams and I'm an actor and producer. I'm Larry Roberts and I'm a producer and filmmaker. I'm Hannah Marie Williams and I'm a casting director. And welcome to our club. Hello and welcome back to Frank Film Club. This week we're going to be talking about the 2022 film Blonde, which was written for screen and directed by Andrew Dominic and based on the novel um, of the same name by Joyce Carol Oates, which is a fictional retelling of Marilyn Monroe slash Norma Jean's life. Um, before we start this chat, um, just want to point out that the film does include scenes of abuse, sexual assault, graphic abortions um, and miscarriages and which all might be triggering. So if this isn't the right episode for you to listen to or watch, then please take a look at the other episodes that we have available. But before we get into all of that, how have you both been? Very good. New Year always makes me a little bit anxious because, mm. you know, you just do a lot of reflecting and you just want the next year to be amazing mm-hmm. and you want to look at all the amazing things you did the year before um so just trying to be level-headed about that really trying to be grown up about it um but yeah feeling good yeah. how are you guys you did a lot of great things last year and this year is going to be humongous for everyone on this table i'm just going to say that it's going to be yeah. a big old year it's going to be a big one although i feel like since 2020 you can't put any pressure on a year. No, this you is don't true. That's yeah. literally what I was thinking. I was like, and then one year I had really big expectations, and then I was anyway. stuck in my home. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, New Year, same old me. <laughs> and I live uh, by that. Yeah, and that's fine. Um, I do a lot of like that stuff around the New Year, reflecting on the last year and really trying to like have a minute to realize what I have done. I, I am thinking this year is going to be great, but I'm also I'm not putting as much pressure on it as I used to probably. Mm. Yeah. So all in all good. Good. Yeah. I'm so glad. How what are you about feeling? You? Yeah, good. I feel like I, I always quite like a new year because I'm like, okay, cool. I feel like I get a bit of like a new motivation for whatever I'm up to. And I'm like, yeah, mm. it's just, I think it's a nice time of year. Yeah. Getting a new uh, daily daily goal setter. That's what I've got. It's very good. Yeah, we love it. You've so it's all a fresh fresh start. Yeah, yeah. very exciting. Well, I would really like to know what you two thought. What were your initial thoughts about this film? How did you um, find watching it? I um. I was so excited to watch this film because I've always been really intrigued by Marilyn's story. It's been a couple of these almost biopics of like various times in her life, but I really felt like this one was going to like be it. I was going to really understand this this person. 
actually really glad that you just told me that it was based on a fictional retelling of her life, a book, mm -hmm. um, because I had no idea, uh, which answers one of my big questions. It was like, how much of this is real? Um, so I guess I was a little thrown by the approach. It wasn't the straight biopic that I was really looking for, um, but learned to kind of like enjoy it in a, well, I can't even say enjoy it. It was a hard film to watch, but learned to kind of like move through it. I feel like the same way in which I felt about watching the film, I feel about the conversation today. There's like an, there was like a anticipation that felt really somber, only because I had seen some of the reviews and yeah. a lot of people tweeting about it that like we all know the work in film and that I appreciate their their opinion. And I just knew that it was going to be difficult to watch. And I put it off and put it off and put it off. And I feel like today, even like coming and sitting down to talk about this, there's like an air about it. I think there's so much to say about this film. I think I really wanted it to be something that it wasn't. But actually, uh, what it was, I appreciated it in a different way. Mm. So yeah. I have a lot of questions mm -hmm. and... Um, I, it, it's just, it stuck with me. Agree. I also really wanted this film to talk, to tell me about Marilyn Monroe's life, but it's not, there's so many things in this film that aren't true. Mm. And then for that reason, I think morally this film is a shame. And I think that as much, like it, it is beautiful. There's no denying it. it's a beautiful looking film, but I think the actual story I think it's questionable that it ever um, got made. I, mm. So I found it quite tough to watch. Yeah. And had to watch it over a lot of sittings, actually, because it was just a bit like... Oh, yeah, how many mm. sittings did you watch? Yeah. I think about three or four. <gasps> oh, wow. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, three. Oh, Jesus. What about you? One. Two. Two. But I, yeah, it was, it was a push. Mm. Mm. Yeah. This film has had really mixed reviews and I've listened to podcasts and read reviews of both sides of these reviews. Mm. Um, and it's, re and it's, it's interesting. One of the ones that stuck with me from the like, who, that really li liked the film, but it's, it actually really angered me. Uh, this guy was like, well, it just seems like the Gen Z people like suddenly decided that they just love Marilyn Monroe and they love her legacy and I'm like no I don't think that that's you're missing the point of what people are angry about this could be a story about anyone yes any depiction of a woman in this way I think a lot of people who are women are going to have a problem with mm. because it reduces her to something which is just not real and um disposable and it's all very very gross so I do not like that comment yeah, at all. It, it, yeah that really annoyed me but one thing that andrew dominic has reiterated a lot in interviews he's like but it's based on the novel it's not based on her true life um but then he says that he has like read everything and watched everything and and spoken to all the people to get all of the information about real norma jean marilyn monroe's life but then at the end of the day when he's made decisions he's like no i'm going to stick to the book which I think is a bit wrong. And there's a lot of questions about whether he um, 
like why is he telling this story because he doesn't really seem to like Marilyn Monroe very much from these kind of interviews but he thinks of it as a, it's a childhood trauma story and mm. that's how he relates to it and that's what it is to him yeah mm. it's interesting because like you expect the straight biopic of like everything that really happened because everything that really happened was so well documented like she was photographed doing absolutely everything or video doing absolutely everything and so to dive into like the Marilyn that we never got to see, I think is like a very interesting concept. And of course it can't be fully based on like reality because like that was the part we didn't see. And that's kind of like the point. We only ever saw the persona of Marilyn and we never got to see Norma Jean. But like doing this, like who was Marilyn, who was the real Norma Jean, it's like so difficult to like get lost in it because you're kind of hyper aware that you're watching Marilyn Monroe, who's like the most known, famous icon figure. So it's like really hard to sort of watch this fictional retelling because like you know that she was a real person. Mm. Um, but I, I do appreciate like the, like, like trying and it's a take on the real Norma Jean, like whether or not it's accurate, like who knows, we'll never know. But I do kind of appreciate like trying to see the woman behind the persona. I, yeah, that's the thing. It's not it's not real. And like the there's so many parts of this story that are completely made up, which makes you just be like, okay, well you're a lot of people aren't gonna realise that Yeah. Uh, that this is based on a fictional novel. Like why if if it was just a story about childhood trauma and it's and he's even saying it's not true about Marilyn, then why even call it? Why even yeah. attach it to Marilyn? Why don't you just make a film about fiction about childhood trauma? So many people don't know that this is not a bio biopic. Yeah, because I didn't know, and then yeah. I was watching. I was like, is this? is that fucking real? That's surely that's not real. And then I looked and then obviously I worked that out and I was like, I don't see the point. I think it's disrespectful to her family. Yeah. I think it's disrespectful to JFK's family even. And mm. maybe he's not innocent in like any, who knows what actually happened. But like, you're really not showing these people to be mm. anything that, I don't know, it's just not very respectful. Can we like break it down for a sec? Yeah. yeah. Like, so was she, what, what, was her mother in an institution? Yes. Was she but, adopted? No. Uh, yeah, she went into foster care. Uh huh. So her mother was in an institution, but I don't think they ever met as adults. Okay. I think that was just she that. She never saw her again. She, and she did never have, never know never, who her father was. Okay, so she did feel like she was alone, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. The thruple? No. That didn't happen. So that's they, just complete... They knew each so other? Oh, no, she sorry. did have a relationship with Charlie Chaplin Jr., Cass. Mm -hmm. And she did have a very, very brief relationship with Eddie Robinson. Mm -hmm. um, but never at the same time, as yeah. far as people know. And it, yeah. I don't think it was even speculated at the time that that was a thing. Huh. Um, I just think it's wild. Like, yeah, why are you like, making why? that up? Why, yeah. why would you make that up? <laughs> yeah. And also that, that whole thruple was weird because it was kind of just like it was actually a couple and then a guy, like it felt like Eddie Robinson he was really just like it. not really in the club. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a bit strange. And then the playwright, Adrian Brody, that they had a real marriage? No. Yes. yes. So she was married to Joe DiMaggio, who uh -huh. was Bobby Cannavale, right? 
Bobby Cannavale played Joe DiMaggio. Right. They don't actually say their name though, but I think that's who they're meant yeah, to be. Yeah, right. that's the thing. They're just la- they're named like the playwright. The yeah. Is it Arthur Miller? Arthur Miller. Yeah. yeah. Who was Adrian Brody? Yes. Is suggested. Okay. Right. And then like whatever is fictional or real about the JFK thing, which I just like was like overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, so that was rumored at the time that there was an affair that happened. Yeah. yeah. And then where do we go after that? Uh, like the abortions and, she, and the, uh, yeah. like those, and, yeah. and also the sexual assault at the very start. Yeah. She had blamed, she has said that that wasn't, that didn't happen with that uh. person and that, what and Marilyn Monroe yeah, never said. Okay, yeah. Wow. And then the same, and then with the abortions, I mean, I think we should discuss them in more detail in a bit, but but that they were like not, like she wasn't forced into these things. Wow. Okay. So it's really just like a fictional story. It's, somewhat, it's just about... like a fan fiction, like fantasy what a yes. grotesque fantasy. Yeah. I mean, she. so no, the, the author of this book said it was fictional. Yeah. Okay. And right. apparently the author of this book never never spelled Marilyn and Norma Jean the same in the way. same way so that it couldn't, so that she couldn't be like sued. So like, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So problematic. Yeah. Like if you look at the film as a film, if, if it wasn't related to Marilyn Monroe, it's like, it's, te- it, it's telling a story. It does all the things that a story should do and a film should do, but it's just like the moral of telling the story to start off with. It's the, what seems wrong. Right. And then you're just off to a bad start. Let's like talk about the film a bit more specifically. And mm-hmm. yeah. Um, did you notice... Um, many other women characters in the film the mother end of sentence yeah <laughs> and then the one the other the neighbor who gives her to the orphanage yeah oh god is that it like yeah and and there were like known people there there were people uh, women that they know that Marilyn Monroe was friends with and yet there are no other women in this film. Even her, her makeup artist as a man. And you know what? Like, it, you really feel it. Like, it just feels <laughs> deeply uncomfortable. Mm. Like, I just, like, you feel deeply uncomfortable watching it. And I think that that's why. Because, like, every time you see her, there's, like, some shadow of a man, like, next to her. Or however else they insinuated, like, masculine energy in this film. Yeah. Intentional, definitely, but like maybe not accurate. But I don't know, like, if this is like a suggestion, like, would it be more accurate to like show her having lots of like really important female, um, like role models, or is it more important to show all of the like awful men who were like? Uh, like using her as a commodity. Oh God, do you know what? I just feel icky about this film I now. Know. I mean, I did anyway. I think I was trying. I think I've been trying to fool myself 
to be like, yeah, but it's so beautiful and blah, blah, blah. It just makes, in my gut, it just, it makes me feel sick. (laughs) Yeah. Really? Same here. And like, I think it's, I think it's very, it's very, very male gazy. I think it's one of like the most male gazy films that I've seen in a long time. Just because it's so obvious, like I feel like everyone knows how, how she died, and that's what everyone remembers. Because, like you said before, I've never seen any of her films. I don't feel like people know about many of her films because that's not what people focus on. They focus on the fact that she was sexy. She was mm-hmm. a sex symbol, and she died of an overdose, and she was naked when she died. Mm-hmm. And that those are the things. Like she's naked throughout most of this film for absolutely no reason. No whatsoever. reason at all. That is, yeah. I was just gonna say that because I was having a conversation the other day about like when is nudity warranted and when should it not be used. And I think this film is a really great example because I think there's probably one or two moments where it's like, okay, full nudity in this moment might make sense. Like you know. You know the shot where her mother, so she runs over to a neighbour and the, sh- the camera moves and this her mother stood fully naked in the doorway. That can be warranted because that is shocking. Like she's she's having mm. a mental breakdown and that is something out of the ordinary to like, you know, put in an audience's face to like show that. And then maybe an intimate scene where there's love there. Maybe that this film doesn't even have that though, I don't think. Mm. But why is she naked the whole time? It's really terrible and I wonder how they handled that with the actor Anna Diarmas who by the way is amazing yeah Yeah. and that's what is such a shame about it because I do think she's amazing I think she's a fabulous actor yeah um but yeah it just I hope that her career I don't think it has been affected by this because I think everyone just like loves her despite of their feelings towards this how like after you watched the movie what did you feel about Marilyn I felt really sorry for her but I also felt like she hadn't helped herself at all like she just like I was like how has she not learned anything through any of this mm as a character. Yeah. And that's what annoyed me so much because I'm like, I, that can't, that cannot be true. Not be like a real person. Yeah. Mm. Like she did have some wins in her life. Yeah. But in this, it's just like everything, every time there's some kind of good thing, she just gets whacked back down. Or I don't even think there are any good things. Well, and now, and now, however many years after a death something like this comes out which is not celebrating her life it's another yeah. whack back down mm. but i don't i don't know if it is a knock back down cuz i feel when i watch this i feel so protective of her and i feel so disgusted in like the men who did this to her and i feel so proud that she left this legacy on the world despite all of this like and I'm not even like it's not fictional stuff Mm. but like I don't actually like even though in this she was very much a victim like like I I I I feel like I'm okay with like feeling that way about Marilyn because I think that like there was many people who could have stopped what happened and like who or who are to blame for what happened to mm. her and when I watch this movie I see each and every one of them and I feel disgusted in them 
And so although there's like the side of it where it's like you're depicting someone in this really like humiliating way, I feel like it was such a wake up call and it is a fictionalized tale or whatever, but like it made me think of the real Marilyn and those real men and think like, God, like what an incredible woman and what awful, awful guys. And like maybe it's not the only way to have that outcome, but like I do feel like there's something to be said for that, you know? Yeah, I totally know. I, t I totally know what you're saying. I think it's just like my visceral reaction to it. Morally, I'm it's finding just like it hard wrong. to get past that. Right. It's like violence is awful. And so when you watch something which is like violent and it's really disturbing, then that people go two ways. They go, this is like, like it's too much and it's like, but then other people go, yeah, but like, why would violence look anything other than awful? Because like, that's what it is. You know what I mean? Do you I think know. we might, no, totally. Do you think we might feel differently if it was a female director? Yes, because I think it would have been told differently. I think the, the, those moments would have been shown so much more sensitively. But is that better? That's, yeah, that's the question, isn't it? Like, it and was no, disgusting. I... It was awful. Like, and, like, that was, like, I've never seen something, like, just be, like, so awful. And I was so moved. And I was so uncomfortable. And I was so mad. It is something that makes you feel something rather than Where something. Where I'm changed from it. Yeah. And I'm, like, whoa. Yeah. And I don't, yeah. And I'm not know. saying that that's, like, the way that it should be. I don't know. I don't know. But I just, yeah, I don't know. Well, the thing is, if we all went around making exactly the same films all the time that showed the same character arcs that have the same things in them, then then we're not differentiating ourselves anyway. So, like, maybe this should be, like, seen in that way. That is, like, mm. this evokes a very strong feeling. Everybody who watches this film, it sticks with them. Like, we're sat here. This is probably the most serious conversation we've had mm. on this podcast that's actually making me, like, feel really uncomfortable. Mm. So, like, is that what he wanted? Warren was saying that he, in an interview, he said, I want to offend everyone. <gasps> like, there's been, like, is this... Di is does right? this director hate mm. men or does he hate women? I know, that's, that's what's really, really hard to decipher. Suppose one of the things is that... It, so she, in this film, she gets her first shot in the industry by being sexually assaulted by a man and that and then if so if someone comes in and they watch that which apparently isn't true isn't yeah isn't true mm. and then they think that her whole career has boiled down to that that's just really really wow. sad yeah and I think that's what why I'm like I just I find I really don't like it yeah <laughs> I just think it's horrible <laughs> and then like the well, there, there was one. There was one part when she's like had her first audi audition, and then she walks out, and then the director, one of the guys, is like, "Look at the ass on that little girl," <gasps> and okay, yeah, that's probably things like that were said. But then they didn't need to then do a shot of her ass walking away. I'm like, yes, I get it. We've already seen this. Like, we don't need. Mm -hmm. We understand. I don't feel like we need to like watch it in that way. 
because that's what mm. we've already been shown in the media. Well, then it's, yeah, again, like male directors, just choice, little choices yeah. like that yeah. that just add up to, yeah, yeah, that feeling. Yeah. So, how's Anna Damas feeling about all this? Yeah. So, she seems she seems to speak very highly of Andrew Dominic and seems to be like proud of the film. Um, which she's posting a lot about it on her socials. Yeah. Mm. So. I don't know. I maybe I think she'll true. get a yeah. nomination for this film. Really? I yeah. I really do. I think her performance is incredible. Mm. Yeah. And and you can look at it as like an impersonation yeah. or you can look at it at you know, you can also look at it at those scenes and what she's actually doing emotionally. Yeah. And I think she's doing a fucking lot, like a lot. The scale of the impersonation, absolutely fantastic. Mm. But the emotion in the scenes is just, like, outstanding. She's incredible. Mm. Like that casting scene. Yeah. 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 Do you you know anything about the process for her becoming Marilyn or anything else? Mm. So, apparently, this this film had been, like, shelved for a very long time, for about 50... It was... The script was written and then the... It just kind of like sat around for 15 years. Wow. Maybe this was 15 years from that until it was shot. So for a good few years, like at least a decade, um, people knew about it. No one really picked it up. It was just kind of one that was getting a bit old that everyone knew about that wasn't going to happen. And then it did It did get picked up by producers, obviously, um, and then produced with Netflix. Um, but yeah, it, so it's interesting that it sat around untouched mm. for a long time. Um I don't know. Oh no, sorry. I do know why it got picked up at that point. It was getting to the 60th anniversary of Marilyn's. Oh, what a way to celebrate! Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, um, <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then um, apparently, Andrew Dominic had also been a bit like, "Oh, I'm kind of like done with this." So was he, he? It was his film from the get go. Then yeah, mm. he'd written it, written it from the book. Yeah, um, adapted it from the book. Mm. He was a little bit like, oh, I don't really know if this is ever actually going to be made. Um, I had, but had been auditioning a few different people, and then auditioned Anna, and then was like, okay, yeah, let's make this film because she's she is it. Mm. Wasn't Naomi Watts attached? I don't know. Before, and, yeah, and Jessica Chastain. Ah, oh my goodness. Yeah, so that makes sense. I didn't realize how long it had been around. Mm. But yeah, it had a couple of different people. Yeah. I think, I mean, Anna Jarmus, I was, I was completely convinced that yeah. she was Marilyn, yeah. and I, yeah, really thought it was very strong casting. Yeah, yeah. We've had a lot of Marilyns, and we've always sort of like been okay with it because they're a very successful actress and they're really talented but they don't really look anything like Marilyn and we kind of just sort of let it slide but this time I was like okay like let's let's do it yeah and I think it yeah I think she was amazing there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you know what this film really reminded me of? Was Kristen Stewart playing yeah. Princess Diana? Because that was quite fictionalized as well, wasn't it? It wasn't like yeah. based on fact. Yeah, it was like she rumored had like Pika disorder and yeah yeah exactly and it was a very sad telling of her life yeah and there were some people that were like they made her look like a lunatic and then other people that are like actually it was a real like interesting exploration of this like tortured person's mind Mm. and like how they sort of coped with that and like is it wrong because she's not here and she can't say her own story and it's like fictionalized or is it right because like finally we'll get to like see it from her perspective even though it's like not told from her mouth and in a similar way as well i feel like what what is that film called spencer, spencer. i yeah. actually haven't seen it spencer it's really like this visually stunning like absolutely gorgeous and like feels like a piece of art like this does as well so have you seen spencer yeah yeah, yeah, it's it's also a really difficult watch as well. I think I feel like yeah. I watched that in a couple of sittings. Mm. It really reminded me of that. And that was also a male director. Yeah. yeah. Well, what did you guys think about the talking fetus? Does it talk? Yeah, well, wait. The, the, did I'm I miss not. that? Yeah, I feel like I missed that. The fe- so she's pregnant. When yeah. she's like very, oh. very early pregnant, she starts like hearing her baby talking oh, to yeah. her. Oh, yeah, sorry. And okay. then the baby is like, don't kill me this time. Which yeah. seems like very anti abortion and yeah. not okay. Uh, yeah. I hadn't really. Mm. Did you fi- yeah, find that jarring at all? Or what? Yeah. Or how did you. Yeah. I found it very jarring. I found it very jarring. I found all of the the pregnancy and abortion and miscarriage stuff really, really hard to watch. Mm. Um, I wonder how much research he did into that. Yeah, I, I don't know. The worst part of the film for me is when she's carrying the plate. Oh, God. Yeah, that's And horrible. she falls. And the sequence after that. Mm. That's the worst part of the film for me. It's mm. worse than the sexual violence. Yeah. That is a horrible part. But also, like, the fact that she's bleeding from her tummy, it's like, that would not be... Like, do you know where the blood would come from? Like, I just found that, like, a bit inaccurate. and was just like, that was weird. But we all also have periods it... through our belly button, Andrew. Yeah. I don't know if you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't think you understand I don't think it was that. meant to be real, to be fair. I feel like it was yeah. meant to be, like... Heightened. Dramatic. And yeah, yeah. Um, it was also, like, incredibly slow slash like not even it was like indulgent but that makes it sound like a good thing when you indulge in like but it was like in every bit and it was like strange to do that 
Because, like, when you think about the, like, scenes, like, where, what we saw, like, it it wasn't that much story. Like, I mean, it was her whole life. But, like, it wasn't told in that many beats. But it was just, like, every every second was, like, incredibly long. And it actually became, like, a bit of a chore mm. to watch it. Do you know what it reminded me of? And this is maybe just what old movies used to feel like it reminded me of the italian movie where it's got like all these moments that like aren't like super connected and if like it really flowed in that sort of way mm. where it's like very detailed like to use a really wanky term vignette <laughs> <laughs> that, that aren't connected and like don't try and be connected um Sorry, but can we talk about the colour and black and white and the aspect ratio? Yeah, why were we doing that? I was really trying to make a rhyme and reason of it, and I don't think there is, is there? No, so the reason is that they were recreating actual photos of Marilyn. So every time it changed, it was because they were, like, hitting a new image, like a famous image. So it would change for that, and then it would stay like that for however long, and then it would do a new image. So it it wasn't a story thing. It was like... That's the thing. I think it's a beautiful visually beautiful film and it's got really cool like the Niagara Falls and everything yeah. like when they're having a threesome like all the all the imagery is actually kind of really cool but, yeah. but I have so many problems with well it. I yeah. I appreciate that at least I think that's really cool yeah. I think if you don't know who Iconic Picture is you are just like I was like okay so her mood is like this and this one oh this is real Marilyn this is like her in front of the cameras and then yeah. and then towards the end I was like there's nothing. I thought like the bits in colour were like the things that really happened to her and the bits in black and white were the things that like were made up. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I heard also one of that at one point and then was like, oh, there's actually no like correlation here. Yeah. But yeah. Strange. Strange. A great way to tell a story, like a far better way to link up a story like through accurate oh. real images than just through like a bunch of made up things that like she never said or did well this is the thing it's like do you want it to be real or do you not want it to be real like yeah. what are you trying to what you can't do both yeah, yeah that's true that's also what makes it really confusing like there has to be some kind of disclaimer yeah because why would you recreate all of the like accurate images if like the story itself is completely fictional yeah bizarre so the crown now they've they're adding a fictional disclaimer at the beginning. I feel like this is probably what this needed, mm. yeah, yeah, to to not lead you down the garden path. But I wonder how many people went into this film thinking it was a biopic, and then <sighs> hello, and then probably wouldn't have watched it if it was like it's a fictionalized version of her. I wonder how many people wouldn't have tuned into that. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like they should put some sort of more obvious disclaimer on this Mm. film yeah well this has been heavy heavy Mm. um what are your final thoughts after our chats how are you now feeling about the film i think well just like it being about childhood trauma yeah i think that as a direction is like a very interesting one to take for like Marilyn you know as an observation of Marilyn and her life and like um and I think that I think I I knew 
I didn't know how much of it was fictional. I didn't know how many of like the really disturbing bits were fictional. But in terms of like looking at a person who I only really knew through like photographs and movies, like looking at like the sort of torment behind that and like the the struggles that like a woman like that could have faced i um i really i just really i really appreciated um how challenging it could be for like a person because i don't think that well i don't know I don't think that people really dive into daddy issues in like such a brutal way. And I think it's like something that a lot of women struggle with. And I'm not saying that Marilyn struggled in this particular way, but I do think that this kind of um, story speaks to a lot of people. And I've never really seen it be so frank and so all consuming. And it kind of made me go like, huh, like I really understand her. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not that I've had like a any of these fictional experiences that she's had, but like I just like watching a woman like power through. I just, I don't know, I, I was connected to her. Mm. I would really love to see more stuff about childhood trauma, <laughs> which sounds like um, not a... a well, no, I just, I just would, I feel like you're right. I think it's one of those things, especially with family relations, that it doesn't feel grand enough of a story because a lot of people go through it. But it's such a personal, complicated thing that can affect all of the veins of, of what somebody becomes. And for it to dive so deeply into that, I do appreciate that definitely. And I would love to have more character studies which are about that because mm -hmm. what do we all speak about in therapy? Like Literally. not not just us, but like anybody yeah. is like how you grew up and like what effect that has on you. And I think by telling a story which feels very specific to somebody can help somebody else like understand themselves maybe. So yeah, I do appreciate that about it. And mm. I do want to sort of see more. I, f I feel really torn now because I, I really didn't, I didn't realise how much of these really traumatic scenes were fictional and morally I'm like, oh gosh, I do still value like the impact that this film had on the way I view Marilyn, the way I view sexual assault, the way I view men <laughs> and like her story. Um, whether it was like morally correct is like something that's hanging over me still and still don't really know how I feel about it. Mm. Yeah, I'm super torn. I can't deny like how like emotional this conversation makes me feel. Mm. And I, I also appreciate that a film has like got me to that point, you know, like highlighting that, things happen but then it's just because the, it's, it's fictional that I'm like but then what's the point like why and it's a male director I'm so torn but I cannot deny how much of an impact this film has had on me mm. so um if that's what he wanted to do he did it mm. so like commend you for that mm. but don't commend you for 
a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I think... Absolutely hate it. No, no, I I think that it's been the more that I've thought about it in preparation for this chat, the more that it's like upset me and made me really angry about this film. I think like initially when I'd watched it, I wasn't as hurt as I am. But after like thinking about it so much and all of these different parts, I'm like, oh my God, this is awful. And even if he meant for everyone to feel this awful, like, is that just not just really disturbing? Yeah. (laughs) But if that was his intention, then okay, you did it. But like that is, it's a really horrible film for like anybody who has like had an abortion and doesn't have good feelings about it or was sexually assaulted or all these different things. And it's just like, I don't know. I really, I think it's quite an upsetting film if... Mm you think about it <laughs> I would really like to know what everybody else thought about it as well just because yeah. it's been so divided yeah. so like if you've watched it um, and you want to if you want to chat about it come to our DMs if you want to give us some comments then pop them on the comment section on yeah. the stuff that we posted about this episode because yeah. we uh, yeah this is we've never been this like no this has never happened I don't before. think I usually get so, like offended by films yeah yeah yeah, this is like a real, this is like a, co- a proper conversation, like where everyone needs to be like heard, <laughs> you yeah. know, like it's yeah. like, okay. Yeah. 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 Next week on Frank Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for having these chats. Thank you for picking Thank it. you for picking this I film. I mean, sort of thanks. Mm, no, 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 thanks, I mean, thanks, thanks, thanks. I think it's so important. This is why we do this. Yeah. I think it's been like a, a re- like it's been so interesting to hear you both speak about it, and I've like s- still have still don't know how I feel. It's like yeah, mm. keep the conversation going. Thanks everyone for listening and watching this episode of Frank Film Club. Um, we hope you got something from it, and if you were affected by any of the themes in our conversations, which were was very heavy, um, there are some links in our show notes that you can go to. Next episode, we're going to be speaking about something uplifting, but also still very heavy. Um, a film called The Swimmers, which is on Netflix at the moment. It came out in 2022 and was directed by Sally Al Hassani. Um, so go and watch it and join us back here next week for more Frank Film Clip. This podcast was presented by Wrapped. 